0: Got a student with an eye on international issues? Cobb's Magnet Program at North Cobb is the focus of our discussion on this edition of The Inside Scoop. (music) Hello, welcome back to another episode of The Inside Scoop. I'm David Owen. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit that bell, and share the podcast with a friend if you find it helpful. They'll appreciate it. Cobb School's magnet programs offer a wide variety from which you can choose, and one of those options is the North Cobb School for International Studies at North Cobb High School. Here to tell us more about it is the program's coordinator, James Ald. James, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So briefly, let's just start with telling us a little bit about you, and then we'll get into the program. Sure, Uh, I've been at North Cobb
1: now for 23 years, the entire extent of my professional educational career because it's such a great place, I had nowhere else to go. I taught social studies from everything from on level to honors to AP, AP Human Geography, the first magnet course is kind of what got me into the magnet program and familiar with all the different sequences and the programming that we involve in that program. So it was a natural fit to help the previous coordinator, Mr. Stevenson, for a couple of years and then transition when he got his first principal's job. So it's a great community to be in.
0: Well, that's what I've heard, and that's one of the reasons we wanted to uh, chat with you, and not just about what the program is, but uh, kind of what the, the life is like at North Cobb. So the program being the International Studies Program, uh, tell us what that means. What, give us the big picture of what that program is all about.
1: Well, we try in a liberal arts way, an accelerated environment to expose kids to all the different elements of their disciplines as it relates to global cultures. So that could be a chemistry class, that could be a ninth grade literature class or something that on the face of it is even more international like AP Comparative Government. But we're trying to weave that thread through their entire course and their sequence and their experience at our school because we live in the 21st century and there are very few issues that are no longer domestic only they're international in scope the pandemic has definitely brought home the need to have like globally mm-hmm. sound citizens and people that have that kind of um background
0: yeah and ever since the advent of the uh, the interwebs as my uh, generation would say uh it seems like it's just a much smaller globe much smaller world so you have to be able to communicate well with with those around the Sure,
1: and, and liberal arts prepares our kids for every type of thing. Um, they're, they're not like pigeonholed into one thing when they graduate. They mm-hmm. go on. They're going to be in colleges that are very diverse with kids who come to American colleges from around the world. They're going to be collaborating with them in their engineering class or in their communications or their freshman lit mm-hmm. um, or freshman English, rather, at college. So that many of our kids will report back to us like they were ready for the diversity of their college environment and or their occupational environment because they were taught those basic fluency skills of interaction. Um, that are so important to
0: success. Yeah, all the little nuances. So we have heard about the IB, the International Baccalaureate Program, down at, at the Campbell High School. So how do your two programs um, compare and, uh, as I asked her, uh, <laughs> compare and contrast, if you will, the, the International Baccalaureate Program from the International Studies Program at North Cobb?
1: Well, I have to start by saying you can't go wrong either way. They're both great oh, programs. Um, but International Baccalaureate is a very sort of um, crafted curriculum that, that has been around for a long time. It is a sequence of classes. It's the same no matter where you take that. And it's a very high standard of education that's offered in Hong Kong and the U.S. and India and, and various places. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very very good education. The difference in ours is our curriculum has completely changed over time. Um, It has evolved from 2006 when we started till 2023, four, like we are today. Um, As the needs of our students have changed, so so have we. Um, So it definitely doesn't look the same as it did years ago. And that's one difference there's probably has has little changes but also is very similar. That's kind of um, the hallmark of an IB program that you know exactly what you're getting no matter where you have that program, you know, uh, available to you. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a little bit more flexibility maybe in ours. Um, I think that they have science choices. and They're very much in depth. Um, They choose a language, I think, and choose a science and spend multiple years on that. Um, And we do some of that with our languages, but not necessarily with our sciences. So I would say that the courses, the requirements and the sequence of the courses is fairly different. The international focus in creating global citizens is is no different. Um, How we get there probably is a little different. So hopefully people and parents can go and students to open houses because that's the easiest way to kind of feel that difference and ask Mm -hmm. those questions to kind of nail down on, on the minutia
0: okay so one of the things you touched on there was uh the the languages component i believe if i remember correctly uh she said that the ib program didn't have as many language options tell us uh, all about the language side of your program
1: yeah obviously it's really hard to completely appreciate a culture or really dig deep into it without being able to at least access that on a basic level Mm -hmm. you know i don't think many high schools will generate fluent people uh, as a junior or senior, but we definitely try to get as close as we can. We have four language requirement credits at our program. The average college might need three. Some you might be able to get in with two credits. Um, And we do allow the flexibility of taking all four of those credits in one language to develop that fluency and get to AP level, or a kid can take Three credits in one to develop a strong understanding and then switch to a fourth because it's something they're really interested in. In North Cobb, we have things that are taught in person that are taught in person very few places in the county. You know, most high schools will only offer two sometimes a third, with limited options. We offer six, some years seven, um, and that's things like Japanese, which is very popular with a lot of our magnet kids who yeah. read manga or, or watch anime on, on TV, <laughs> and they want to access that. They already know some basic language from watching that a lot uh, on their free time, or ASL, which is a very much hands-on, universally um, like important international language that our kids really appreciate. I think the modern no kids- No pun intended. Yes, but, uh, for sure, but- on Working with are. their hands and doing something is definitely appealing. To the 21st
0: century student, I would think. Yeah, yeah, and uh, such a wide-ranging community that, that that allows you to communicate with. For sure. Um, so, how do the students in the program, uh, international studies at North Cobb, relate to the general ed students on campus? Is there a like a wing with a, a is it a gated community kind of thing, or is it <laughs> is mm-hmm. it like, how, how do you how do you how do they interact with kids?
1: We pride ourselves at North Cobb, and I've worked with a couple of principals now, and of integrating as fully as we can with still keeping the educational requirements and the educational experience notably different. So for us, we do that with a cohort system that we support through a bundle. So most Cobb schools are on a four by four block schedule Mm -hmm. where kids will have four classes, take a break, then do four others. Every year we have two classes that are paired that meet every other day kind of creates headaches for our scheduler, but they're willing to do that because it creates the cohort and that depth of friendship bond, the collaboration that we need from students today to succeed, it allows us to develop and foster that. So um, that every year that happens uh, do those two classes, those are exclusively magnet. We also originally first year have a lot that are only magnet classes, about four of the eight classes our freshman year will be magnet only. They'll only have students magnet in their courses, but those courses are located in classrooms all throughout the building. There's no wing, there's no building um, because North Cobb created an international magnet program because we have an unbelievable richness of our cultural diversity in the Mm -hmm. Kennesaw-Ackworth area. There are so many kids that have links to international places, their grandparents, their parents themselves, they were born there. Um, So much so that we have a program called Warriors of the World where every week we'll interview someone and we switch back and forth magnet and non-magnet because it's not hard to do that. North Cobb is a melting pot and that's why teachers come there and stay and that's why kids love it because it's the real world in a very fulfilling way Um, so we love highlighting that diversity and we want to be a part of it we want to showcase it not just in our program but for the entire community
0: and i I would imagine that uh, sharing that real world experience with actual you know uh, children of of uh, those who have come here from other cultures um, probably helps them understand and and learn it more deeply would that be uh, absolutely we
1: started it um, because of the pandemic, you know, it really kind of handcuffed what we can do to tra- not travel and we're not, you know, oh, doing yeah. field trips and we're not having speakers come in or assemblies to, to kind of really learn from firsthand experiences from this really rich and diverse Atlanta metro area. Mm-hmm. So we, we knew that the only way we could really delve deeper into it to practical international experience is by sort of mining the experience of the students and the teachers all around us. So they'll interview faculty members, students, like whomever, a great example, we had a lacrosse player who nobody knew had any links to international culture at all. It turns out he speaks Finnish fluently and he traveled <laughs> back and forth several times to see his family and when it came out, he got asked the question millions of times about what does it mean to be finished. Like, what what do you do? What do you eat? Like, can you say something for me? And it seems like an offhanded thing, and it probably annoyed him. To be fair, <laughs> after but a while, yeah. it was the whole point of what we were doing. We want to have those conversations. We want to yeah. create that back and forth among our students because that will give them the enriching international experience that we want.
0: Yeah, so things you can't learn from a textbook or, I guess, now a web page or what have you. But Yeah, from is.
1: someone your age who will tell you what it's like to be a teenager. And then that next person says, oh, well, my parent is from Nigeria or my grandparent is from Russia. Like, oh, yeah, what do you guys do? And how do they think about you speaking English? And what do they think about, you know, how you've Americanized or not? And what do you do at your house and how often do you get home? Like now we've just had amazing
0: conversations and I overhear those all the time when we release those every week. I can imagine those international students uh, who, who have come here from other countries or maybe their parents did, are almost like celebrities on campus. Would that be? Um, a that?
1: I, I th- <laughs> we have a board in the front, so they're well-known people check out the board and parents oh. will come into school in the main foyer and look at it and read and, and kind of see. And, and not everybody at our magnet program is linked anywhere internationally, sure. but we hope that they all have an interest and a curiosity and a passion for finding it. That's why they might travel with us. That's why they you know go on local field trips every grade like just ninth grade and right after the break we're taking our for all of our freshmen 105 of them which is logistically fun um <laughs> to a field trip and and i get asked a question all the time like from north cobb students that are maybe magnet or not magnet in our feeder system why <laughs> should i do magnet and i tell them like no high school takes 500 freshmen anywhere in Metro Atlanta, it would be insane. But we can do that with 105 interested, well-behaved, motivated, curious, passionate international students. So we we drive over to Lilburn to see a, one of the largest Hindu temples in the Southeast and talk to people in the South Asian community that brought this here, that literally assembled this uh, mandir and what they do and what their experience is like and how they worship differently and what their beliefs and how it you know, affects their cultural uh, experience here in Atlanta, what they add to the community. Yeah. Then we go down Beaufort Highway and look at the ethnic enclaves, that the Hispanic ones closer inside 285 and the Korean ones outside 285, which is cultural landscape, which is all we're studying. And then we go to the Bremen Museum and hear from a Holocaust survivor tell their story. And and that's where the kids, lo- like they just get, I mean, they're all struck when you hear somebody yeah. in a very dwindling population of survivors at this age tell you their actual story. One guy told us his parents, put him on a kinder train at a very young age, like he wasn't even a teenager yet, and just said goodbye, you know? It was better for him to be somewhere else than be here. And that same guy came and was on the first forces to liberate the concentration camps as an 18-year-old in the American army. And you're sitting there like this is something that you can't put a price tag on. You can't teach it in a class. You could talk about it, you can read about it, But hearing from them and asking them questions is like life-changing
0: yeah what, what a lasting memory that must be for mm. for those students mm. to experience well what specific areas and i, I this, this is a podcast that probably could go all day <laughs> long because there's so much breadth and depth but what specific areas of, of focus or study uh, would be the options available to a student attending the international studies uh, school at, at north Cobb or program at north cop
1: well as a liberal arts program we do accelerate students in all honors and ap in english science social studies and the world language okay. math is very flexible so kids that are we have a lot of kids that are not not huge fans of algebra <laughs> geometry calculus you might be shocked to find that uh, but they're quite intelligent they they want to delve deeper and be an analytical and how they approach their sort of liberal arts education. Um, So we are that option, you know, STEM programs obviously need a much higher level and fluency and interest in math, but we have lots of engineers. We have people that go dual enrollment, Georgia Tech math, multivariable calculus and things like that. But they know that their engineering career, they're going to be interacting with people from all around the world and they can do both of those things. So we definitely, support them in that. But um, to get back to your question on the courses and the sequence, we have flexibility in our program to have a kid take eight semesters of fine arts, or we have football players. One of our linemen on the varsity team has taken eight semesters of weight training with a football team, uh, or we have students that might take six semesters of journalism, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade year, because we have that flexibility to get in all of their liberal arts that are internationally focused and let them complete a different pathway, like a fine arts or a sport, or even a CTAE pathway. We have kids that go through teaching as a profession, or criminal justice, or engineering, or drafting, or uh, so many options, because it's almost like a major and a minor for us. Um, And almost like at Pebble Brook, they have majors and minors, and we do too, because international studies is obviously quite good right alongside any other field of study.
0: Yeah, and and again, because it's so broad, maybe that is what gives you the the opportunity to do that. So you kind of touched on this, but what what success stories do you have to share with us? Are are there any uh, notable graduates that you'd like to call our attention to, or even just uh, current students that, that you're super proud of?
1: That's a definite question to get me in trouble for sure. I know, uh, I know. <laughs> but we
0: have no shortage of those. Although
1: keeping track of alumni is easy in this day and age of social media, but also challenging when you generate a hundred a year. I, uh, I will say um, the parent that spoke at the Cobb Parent Night for Magnets, uh, Miss Balligan, her son um, Malik just graduated from Clemson University. He was a student body president and involved in absolutely everything on campus and going on mm-hmm. uh, after that now. And that's to me to come from a. magnet program and lead a major university and a student body Mm. is quite something um and in it uh, we're very proud of him we also have people that work intern for NASA. You know, there's a family that we've had multiple girls come through and, and we keep in touch. And she spoke in open houses, but um, she wasn't limited in her approach to STEM or in her appreciation of advanced level science and math. She graduated with like 21 uh, AP classes, which I think has to be a record. <laughs> yeah. um, and Actually. you know, she is interning and hopes to work for NASA and, and do amazing things. And I'm no doubt that she will. So there, there are just, so many, we have three kids studying abroad right now in college, in Netherlands, and in American University in Paris, and they've joined us on open houses at 1 a.m. Uh, because they're very passionate about the transformation in their lives that led them down this path, That now they're studying in a different country, experiencing amazing things on weekends in their classes with kids from around the world, and they're very eager to share that experience yeah. and to hopefully inspire others to take that leap, to leave their friends, to leave a school that they know and they're familiar with, to pursue their own interests and their dreams that they don't even know they have. You know, the best part of liberal arts is that some people estimate 50 to 75% of all, grad, of all college students will change their major. So kids think that they know what they want to do in high school. <laughs> they think they know what they want to do in college, but the value of international studies and liberal arts is it prepares you to be a global citizen and pursue any degree in any career or professional path. So we have kids in everything and we're very proud of that
0: and all across the globe all
1: across the globe at the same time
0: and uh by the way yeah you're you're saying that they uh joined you from from abroad at 1 a.m. for an open house that's 1 a.m. their time yes,
1: nine <laughs> oh, yeah it's not our open houses at eight uh but seven to eight six to eight usually it varies over the years but um right. it's impressive to me that a kid wants to stay up yeah uh past yeah. not that a college kid wouldn't stay up till midnight who well, are we kidding but to, it's still nice that they do that and give us their time
0: so parents watching this are wondering is my kid a good candidate is my student of magnet worthy so to speak What should they look for for succeeding in your program? I'd say the first thing is, do they ask
1: questions? Are they genuinely and authentically curious? And Mm -hmm. that's from everything, from their driving on a road trip to something they hear about at school. Do they share what's happening in school at home freely? Uh, Do they do homework on their own, or do you have to drag them through it? Like school has got to be something that's important to a magnet student if it's a job or a chore it's not going to be a great four-year experience if it's a, that curiosity will pull them through everything because it's not a chore then yeah like they always say if you you know do what you love you don't work a day in your life and that's the kind of thing we want from a magnet student this is not hard for them it's not challenging it's something
0: they have to do it's something they hopefully really enjoy yeah so if the individual watching this or the family watching this uh decides you know this really sounds like it might be up my alley um or up, uh, you know the thing for my student how do they begin that whole process
1: well, thankfully, Cobb makes it pretty easy. We have an online portal and that opens up in just a couple of weeks right after September break. Mm-hmm. Um, we, the application really only takes an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Uh, they can put more time in they're allowed, but certainly it saves their progress as they go. We give them a long window of two months to do that all the way until no, December the first, which yeah. gives you a whole break in the meantime so we, we always encourage kids to apply to all five magnets because 95% of the application is exactly the same. We right. all have access to it, so you only have to do it once. It's only a very short written response that varies school to school. Okay. And all of our questions are very general just to find out what do they like about our, our topic, our focus, and how they might be a good fit for us. And that's pretty easy to do for a kid who is really wanting to join that magnet program. So right. that being said, they. They have, and I, I equate it to like an athlete who sits down at signing day with five different hats and gets to decide that amazing flexibility and the empowerment of saying, this is where I want to go. I'm yeah. wanted by all these places because I've done what I need to do. I'm a great student. I have a high potential. Now, which one do I want to go to? And and they have open houses again you know, in February for them to figure out which hat they want to put on. But yeah. um, Cobb puts a lot of money, time, and resources into giving these kids every possible amazing opportunity. So we just hope that they keep them all open yeah. and then make a tough choice you know in february about which one uh, and that's a good choice to have yeah
0: so we hope that that's they a, do that that's a great problem to have actually yeah, is, uh, deciding between them um and and for what it's worth uh, the uh, links to the various application platforms uh, links to urls or what have you will be in the show notes and we'll we'll cover that in a minute so James, is there anything else that you'd want to add for the benefit of families who are looking at the various magnet programs, particularly yours at North Cobb, the International Studies Program?
1: Yeah, I would be remiss if I didn't focus just for a minute on our international travel. We have taken over a thousand students now over the last seven to nine years um, to nearly every continent, to dozens and dozens of countries, and expose them to things that they would have never seen, never done, people they would have never talked to and changed their lives in ways that is absolutely immeasurable. Mm. Um, and we do that in a very parent friendly way. Uh, as a magnet parent myself, who has paid for multiple trips, um, <laughs> I can appreciate that it's a it is a burden for people. So sure. we do that two years out, for example, so that people have 26, 28 months to pay for. I've had students pay for their entire trip by themselves. We have students who have won $1,000 scholarships through the company we work with as Global Scholars. We just gave out $3,000 in scholarships for the next three trips just last week um, because we do everything in our power um, and supported also by our Magna Foundation to make travel accessible and possible, very possible for our students. Because there's an Asian proverb, better to see a place once than to read about it a thousand times and there's nothing like there's no impact in my professional career has ever had quite like watching a student change right in front of your eyes when they see or do or experience something that they never thought they would and it does literally change their lives 80 percent of our kids will travel with us and we also have a a dc trip we do every senior year that's really great because we take just in november coming up before thanksgiving break we take um, most of our seniors to dc It's only $750, generally speaking, 800 in that ballpark for four days and three nights. And we do that because we're studying AP Comparative Government, which is a very unique class that we offer that a lot of schools don't, or they offer in very small numbers. We offer to almost 100 kids a year, our senior class. Mm -hmm. But they have to compare that American political institutions they've studied about in ninth grade to then the UK and Russia and Iran and and places they're studying now in 12th grade. So to do that, there's no better way than to go sit, talk to your Congressman and Representative Milk has always been very supportive of us and met us, got us on the galley uh, and and to see some some heated debates and things uh, and go to the Supreme Court and go to to uh, the White House and the Smithsonian's and you know all the things that we do over there. Um, and it's very accessible, that's why so many kids do it. Um, so we, we definitely pride ourselves in making that a universally possible thing to do because we know the impact
0: it has. So thank you so much for, for coming out and, and letting us know all about the International Studies Program at North Cobb. We'll make sure those uh, links are on the show notes as well, or in the show notes as well. You can find the show notes by visiting the district's homepage at wwwcopk 12org and clicking the podcast icon up by the search field at the top of the page, or on mobile. It's down at the very bottom. If this podcast was helpful to you, please give us a like and review. Uh, Don't forget to share it with a friend, too. They'll appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Inside Scoop, a podcast produced by the Cobb County School District.